Hello and welcome to episode three of our brand new podcast, A Slice of Bread and Butter. It's brought to you by the charity, The Bread and Butter Thing. I'm Mark and I'm one of the founders and chief exec. And I'm Fiona. I'm also one of the Bread and Butter Thing team. In each episode, we go behind the scenes to meet some of the people involved in our affordable food clubs, especially our volunteers and members. We always say that bread and butter starts with food, enabling people to access good quality, affordable food to feed their families. But that's only the start of it. We're so much more about the community we create and the impact that the food can have on individuals and the communities they live in. Yep, impacts that include saving money on the food budget each week, which means household budgets can stretch a bit further or at least that saving made on food can be directed elsewhere although we know that at the moment that's mainly on energy bills yeah it it used to be after school clubs and stuff for kids but not so much now which is why we're here offering our members and volunteers the chance to talk about how they use bread and butter In this episode, we're meeting Leah, one of our Darlington members. I originally spoke to Leah when a newspaper got in touch with us to ask if any of our members might be happy to talk about rising energy prices, especially those who are on prepay meters. Prepay meters are a proper headache for so many people right now. Yes, they allow you to see exactly what you're using all the time and budget accordingly, but they're the absolute epitome of a poverty premium. It feels really wrong. It just... It's so unfair that because you can't pay on direct debit or you're renting your property, that you should have to be charged more. Be on a higher tariff just because you're using a prepayment meter. And let's face it, you're paying up front. You're paying cash up front. It just doesn't make sense. So it's no wonder that people on low incomes are really struggling to pay bills as they're paying disproportionately more for the power. Well, shall we hear how that is working out for Leah and her family? Yeah. Hi, I'm Leah. I'm 38 and I use First Mover Community Centre Hub on a Friday. I think I've used it a handful of times this year, like if I really needed to, because I thought I don't really need it some weeks, so it's there for somebody else. I just use it when I really needed to. They text me on a Wednesday if I need to use it, say I leave it till a Thursday make sure if I do need to use it and then I just text them back and go down. I go down in my wheelchair and it's easier for me because the bags do get rather heavy. It's very rare that I cook. My partner does. Unless the kids want a mince dinner then that's that's my job and they absolutely love it and I like my mashed potato too. He can't do them like I do and they absolutely love it but Otherwise, he cooks everything. We get through a lot of vegetables with the children. They love vegetables, even with, with pasta. We, we go through them, both fresh and frozen. My health is deteriorating. I can't work ever again. I had a health diagnosis back in November of heart failure and it's turned me upside down. I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease 14 years ago this December. I've got fibromyalgia, I've got lupus, I've got osteoporosis which I've 
I'm going in July for a full spinal and hip scan to see how bad it is. That's why I've got my chair. Because if I walk about, my legs can go from under me and I'll just fall in a heap, which I have done. And I was black and blue. I did wear leg braces, but since everything else deteriorated, they give me the power chair. Um, I've done bar work, cleaning, tally sales, mortgages, but my main one is bar work and hairdressing. I just wish I could work back in them. I go to the Coleridge Centre on a Tuesday afternoon and a Friday morning. I'm doing my maths and English. I've got two weeks of my maths left and I do my exam. So fingers crossed I'm finished that which now them skills will translate over to me helping my daughter because she came to me with a piece of maths homework I need your help mama I looked at her I was like what on earth is this I ain't got a clue I'm sorry I can't help you do it even my little boys he's nearly 10 and sometimes it'll come home with a piece of homework and I'm like I need to go back to school The gas and electric, usually at this time of year, we don't put much gas on because we don't need to. It's just for the hot water, basically, because we don't have the heating on through summer. But the electric, some days, if, I, if I'm not going out, it won't get charged. But if I need to go out and we've only got, like, say, £4.50 electric, then I have to choose. Do I charge my chair? Do I walk? Put, put myself at risk. Some days I have to make the decision of do I ha really need to charge it? Will it get me there? Will it, will it get me back? Sometimes I ride one way to the town and then I'll get the bus home with it. I'd rather have the electric for my kids, so then we were like able to cook, have the lights on, they could put the tellies on in the rooms. I'd rather have electric for them than I would to charge my chair at the moment. With the electric, we used to top up once a week. Now it's two or three times a week. And half the time I haven't got the money because I, I topped it up earlier in the week. So I either have to ask my dad or at the moment there is cash converters. My PlayStation's in there, my laptop's in there because we just can't keep affording to put electric on. And we've noticed with the food, like even a small pint of milk, it's now nearly 75 pence. I mean, a few months ago, you could get a two pint for that. And juice. The In the shop around the corner, there was a bottle of juice. It, it was a, there for a pound. Then it went to one twenty nine. Now it's £1.49. And we're like, but 20p in the space of not even a week. When the kids were little, when they were a lot smaller, 
it was more so when my daughter went to my mum's for the weekend and like when I was son when he was a baby we'd sit in here and we'd heat this room up everything else would be switched off so um I mean I I get my benefits, we get the kids' money, the, the kids get what they need first, food shopping first, gas electric first, whatever's left. We're, like, month, I get a monthly pay. We'll, we'll give the kids a treat. Like, we might pop to the cinema. The kids went on holiday, I think it was one last year. Yeah, they haven't been this year yet with my parents. So when they were away, it in a way it it seems mean it felt like a relief because we knew that they were away, they're safe. The electrical lasts a bit longer now because they're not in the rooms. They haven't got um, tellies playing, things charging up, so it lasted longer then I, I don't see it working that way this year if they go away I can't see it working because in October it's all gonna go up again it's scary because it it's hard now stark isn't it when you can't charge your wheelchair and leave the house because the price of electricity is so high or that constant juggle between balancing your power usage all the time so making decisions like going out in the chair but having to come back on the bus so that you can still cook your kids dinner that night i mean that's it's just feels really stressful really stressful way to live yeah it does. It doesn't feel right, does it? Every year we do a survey of our members and one of the things we ask is what kind of things do you, you do with the money you save from your food budget by shopping with us? Pre-pandemic, that was always stuff for the kids, like holiday clubs and after-school activities or things for the household and DIY. Uh, and these things can really add to people's quality of life and the opportunities that they can create for the future. But for the last two years, that's been overtaken by paying off debt and paying the bills. And it's little wonder that when we asked them about how they would describe their situation, they would pick words like stretched or stressed and struggling. And it feels like every day there's new data or new research showing how much worse it is getting for everyone. So I had a little dig back through the cuttings to find the piece that Leah did with the Financial Times earlier in the summer. And also I took a little look at some more recent figures that have been um, sort of raised subsequently. So I'm just going to throw a couple of facts at you. Okay. Um, so there are four and a half million households in the UK on prepay meters. And in June, when they were first talking about how significant the energy cap price was going to be. Energy bosses themselves were saying that four in ten households could be in fuel poverty when the cap rises again in October. But subsequent to that, 
figures in July last month suggest that the predicted rise in October will actually take average bills up even higher than earlier thought and that rather being at £2,800 a year it's going to be more like £3,200 per year and with a potential further rise in January so that is inevitably going to drive fuel poverty up even further. I've got a real issue with people constantly talking about fuel poverty and all the different kinds of poverty fuel poverty period poverty food poverty rent poverty furniture poverty i don't think it's helpful to keep segmenting it and defining different genres of poverty fundamentally it's all the same thing isn't it if you're living in a state of food food insecurity or poverty then you'll also be struggling with heating power period products on and on and on which is why we're always looking for ways to support people with more than just food. So, for example, we have reduced price period products on every van every time we go out, and we've been working with energy providers to get their staff out to talk to our members on a one-to-one basis about grants, insulation, boiler repairs, and so on. Yeah, and it's more than that, isn't it? I mean, we've been trying to take a really holistic approach to supporting people and getting in the people that they need support from. Yeah, exactly. So for me, it, it's it's not, it, it's really important that you don't get stuck in one way of working. We always say that food is just the start. It's the glue, it brings everybody together. But we are constantly listening to what our members are telling us about and, and looking for other partners and experts to bring into their hubs to meet people directly. The face-to-face contact is super important because people often don't know where to go or they're reluctant to ask or can't get online to look for answers. Digital exclusion, again, it's a big part of this picture too. Over 20% of our members don't have access to broadband at home or are limited to phone data packages. So accessing support online isn't always the easy option. So we find that face-to-face has a much greater impact. And, you know, thinking about that sort of holistic approach, we know that people are often juggling multiple challenges. So, you know, obviously Leah's health issues are a big uh, reason why they are in a difficult financial situation because physically she can't work and her partner's a carer. Um, but that's true for a significant proportion of the people who use the bread and butter thing. Yeah, so here we go. Yeah, another one, another type of poverty, health poverty. It's yet another one because the level of support for people with poor health, it's really low too. So over half of our members have health issues that limit their ability to work and 20% of those are receiving disability allowance. What is even more striking is just last month we asked our members how their health had changed over the previous year and the majority have said, so this isn't just the people that have poor health, but the majority of people said that they have, their health has gotten worse. And much of that is down to the stress of this rising cost of living. Yeah, and in all of that juggling, um, you know, Leah's not alone in making sacrifices herself to, um, you know, prioritise her family and especially her kids. No, no, it, it's just not not surprising at all. We're, we're seeing yet another upswing in parents skipping meals and making sacrifices, like taking their la- laptops to cash converters. Well, Leah's taken that a step further, Mark. She's even gone back to college to get her maths and English up to scratch so she can you know, to help with their homework. So before we wrap up here, I've got a final question for you. <laughs> I knew this if was coming. You were, if you were going back to college now because you needed to help somebody with their homework, what would you do? <laughs> um, so I, I'm with Leah. I would go back and I would freshen up and get a current view on maths and English because it's a long time since I've done maths. Says the former accountant. 
I was, I was worried that it's because you didn't know what a fronted adverbial is, but there we go. Uh, I don't. Right. So, <laughs> I think we might just have brought some key stage two parents out in a cold sweat there. So we'll, uh, let's move up. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll wrap it up. Um, but before we do, I just want to say um, a really sincere thank you to Leah for yeah. talking to us. I so outstayed my welcome when I went to visit. We were chatting about all kinds of things for about two hours. So I'm really enormously grateful that she's taken the time to talk to us. If you'd like to know more about the bread and butter thing and what we get up to, you can find us at Team TBBT on Instagram and Twitter or LinkedIn or online at breadandbutterthing.org. And if you have any feedback or thoughts on the podcast, you can get in touch by email at podcast at breadandbutterthing.org. Finally, we're always open to new members at all of our hubs. So if you or anyone you know would benefit from our affordable food scheme, you can find your nearest hub on the join us pages of the website. And please do all those things that podcasts ask you to do. Like us, subscribe to us, leave us a review, share us with your friends and say nice things about us on social. And join us next week when we'll be meeting one of our members, Arndt.